Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome to Cars and Health Bars. It is great to be back in our normal setup. I want to say a big, huge thanks for everybody that went and checked out our In Real Life mini-series in today's episode. Speaking of, that's what we will be covering during our cars topic. We hit cars pretty hard throughout the whole mini-series, so we wanted to just use our car topic this episode to kind of recap the uh, the In Real Life series, uh, kind of get some more attention to it. We poured our heart and soul out the whole entire time, so uh, we want to get you guys to go check it out and do our recap what our feelings are towards all the episodes and also gaming topic we want to get into some battlefield 4 versus battlefield 2042 let's get right into it hey guys i just want to say uh sorry for this episode being a little bit late we had something come up but uh, a show is better than no show i think you would agree with that yeah i will say it is uh it's extremely refreshing to be back in our normal setup uh it's uh man that the miniseries was great but it it was starting to take its toll on me for sure it was kind of draining yes i i will say the editing i was not ready for i think if next time we do this i might have to invest in some sony vegas or something it was a little rough trying to get the lip lips synced up with the video yeah, I couldn't imagine. I'm not very good with editing. But that sounds hard. <laughs> uh, I, I still enjoyed it nonetheless, for sure. It was, it was really good. Uh, I do want to say, before we get super deep into it, uh, we do have another project that we will be starting on before too long. You guys won't want to miss it. It's something totally different, something totally out the box. It's just a really really good idea jordan had and it's just like I, we gotta jump on it because i don't see nobody else doing anything like this and it should be really fun uh also at the top of the show i want to say if you guys hear this in time uh we will be at uh bowling green cars and coffee as well as streetcar takeover tomorrow so if you want to come see us hang out show a car do whatever we will be at those two events tomorrow and you can definitely expect a uh video podcast from from at least one of those doing our bracket style or something of the sorts heck yeah uh so as i said in the intro i i wanted to replace our cars topic this time around with kind of a whole recap of our mini series we hit on cars so so hard over the whole time not really much gaming stuff got talked about uh so i just wanted to utilize that time to kind of give our thoughts about each episode and break it down and uh kind of get some more attention you know if you haven't listened to them yet you might can listen to this get an idea of which one you want to go check out so you're not uh you know rooting through them hearing stuff you don't really care too much about you know we do care about the listener believe it or not we don't just want your clicks we want you to enjoy the show so I showed, yeah i guess we could get started with the uh we'll go in chronological order so we've got uh our fourth of july special our cop stories episode just me and you yeah that was a good one man i i, I don't think i'll ever be able to forget that story of that guy getting all the way away and then his bumper getting left behind and them getting him <laughs> on that that is the worst like like could you imagine like you got five stars on GTA and you get away <laughs> and then they get you like <laughs> yeah that's that's terrible I will never forget that story I just couldn't believe something that crazy could happen in real life like that just sounds like a story somebody would make up just to you know tell their buddies 
yeah, for sure. That's like your old redneck buddy at the car when he's talking about there how you he outran the cops and his yada yada, you know, like his basic looks or whatever. I, I was shocked to see how much uh, reception we got, like how many stories that we were provided with, man. It just it just goes to show you every car guy's got their own cop story, good or bad. We've got one. Yeah, I'd agree. I definitely got multiple of those. Uh, I mean, that that was just a great episode overall. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun going over those random guys' cop stories. Uh, you know, it, it that was kind of our first sit-down podcast, so if it, it was a little rough around the edges, but we got her done. I think that was pre-tripod. That was pretty rough. So yeah. If you end up watching that episode... Just know that uh, that your your view was held up by a, a ball hitch in a kitty litter box. <laughs> True uh, Kentucky fashion. Hey, we you know, we're rednecks. We got to figure something out. So that uh, we'll figure out. We got duct tape and zip ties. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonder if we didn't zip tie the the camera down. Our lights were zip tied unironically. Uh, so we could move into the, uh, the cookie episode, which was, uh, that, that was one of the most chill episodes, man. Yeah. Cookie has some really good stories too. He's been around man for, for his age. He's got a lot of stories. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised how much he'd done. You know, I never even knew. Yeah. He, he, he did a lot of running around, uh, after high school, you know, especially after, uh, me and him kind of parted ways because I, I started working in Bowling Green. He he was working in Bowling Green, but a different plant. But I don't know. He just some of those guys, man, you meet and tool and die. They're just so crazy outside of work. And I guess he just got a hold of one of those crazy guys and got his own stories. Yeah, I think there's definitely people like that in every trade. You know, I've worked with a few mechanics who are like, it's like you never meet people like them again. You know, they're like one of a kind. And some of them, and some are bad too in the in that kind of way. So. Yeah, you kind of got to pick and choose. I did like the, uh, I, which I clipped it, one of my favorite uh, parts of that episode was when we were talking about the older guy that works at Independence Muffler, and he just yeah. welds while he stares right at it. He just looks at the bead like, that'll do. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, man, that guy could have a staring contest with the sun. Like, just watch it come up and watch it go down. <laughs> So I'm watching. <laughs> I like the uh, the story he had about that third gen. Yeah, I was shocked that you didn't know about his third gen. Yeah, I'd never heard about it. Man, he he made you want to talk about making some money, dude. He made some money with that third gen. That just sounds like so much fun, honestly. Just going to meets and running people. Yeah, just grudge racing the car like all night. That's like, uh, reminds me of like the old, old Street Outlaws videos whenever, or movie, yeah. episodes whenever they'd go fishing. They'd like, you know, let them win a couple races and then put about, <laughs> crack that nitrous bottle open and gap them for triple or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I always love those, dude. I, I need to get back into Street Outlaws. I can't imagine that show is that much different than it was in the beginning, but, you know, shows change. Yeah, I've never really watched much of it. It was, it was. If it was a little bit more realistic, I think I would like it because you can obviously tell like they they just add in like Hollywood car sound effects like it's so dumb. I hate it. I wish I, I wish I could just hear that big block screaming and not your like interpretation of what that would have sounded like. <laughs> there needs to be like a YouTube Street Outlaws. That'd be I'd be watching that. 
there's similar stuff. There's a bunch of roll racing channels. Yeah, 1320. Cash. I like, dude, Cash Days is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. We need to have, well, there is Cash Days Kentucky. They're in Lexington most of the time. I know. I ain't never seen. It can get, those Cash Days, dude, they get pretty wild. You know, you start messing with people's money and stuff, especially like, you know, people start complaining about the flagger and all that. That's, that's a bad side of racing, though. Yeah, you definitely don't see a lot of that around Boone County, you know? Yeah, there's kind of a viral video going around, especially in my third-gen group, because it was a third-gen car, uh, like a fully-built like third-gen drag car, parachute and everything. And the flagger pulls the uh, third-gen guy's parachute before he goes and flags him. And I think he did it on purpose, because, I mean, it, you can... It's funny, too, because even with his parachute out during the whole duration of the race, he still gaps the guy he's racing against. So I almost think he did Damn. it to handicap himself, you know, to give that other guy a fair chance. But at the same time, surely that cannot be good on anything going down the drag strip that fast with your parachute deployed. That's got to be terrible on everything. I mean, it may not be that bad. I guess just it is more just, drag. yeah, on the front. I mean, if anything, it'd be pulling on the frame, which would just be the whole car getting drug. I don't know, man. I, I do I do believe that video was just kind of for clicks. I, I think he just kind of handicapped himself so that guy would have a chance. Because like I said, he still beat him with his parachute out the whole rip. That's, that's, that's like equals out to a lot of weight, too. So. <laughs> yeah, you might as well be pulling like another small car behind you. You be getting up to speed and that shoots like weighing you down. Yeah. It's uh, like uh, my little 2.2 S10 trying to make it over 90. <laughs> Only screaming. <laughs> Four cylinder. It's sitting there. It's in like 4K RPM, just tacking out. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It tacks out like seven. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm talking about uh-huh. like trying to make it make it down the road at that RPM at that speed. It's oh, probably got decent it. gear it in just, it. It just don't do it very good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do, uh, next is the uh, Brian Kimmel episode, which, you know, man, that was such good timing. Brian hit us up wanting to come on the show like two weeks before we started this, and we were like, hey, we have a good idea for what you, when, how you can yeah. come on. It was really good timing. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorites. Uh, Brian's a nice guy, you know. Yeah, he's, I mean, like we said in the episode, he is the most humble humble car guy there is in our car scene hands down like he will tell you firsthand that his car ain't nothing and you know it's 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 true to him it ain't true to me you know if he handed me the keys to his uh or vet car at the time or even like uh like summer's car i'd be like are you sure <laughs> yeah but that's just no, the way brian is man been. he's like he definitely likes to let other people experience the car scene and i like that because you know, the car scene isn't as big as it used to be back in the 80s, 60s. Yeah, and in, in a way, we're extremely lucky to have somebody like Brian Kimmel in our car scene because, man, it's you go to all these different car scenes and everybody's yeah. stuck up. Like, God, God forbid you lean on their car. Like, if you lean on their car, they start freaking out. Like, I, I, I could get into the whole tangent about how how people are in car scene groups because, I mean, Brian is literally the pinnacle of who you want in your car scene. Like, if we had, like, ten more Brian Kimmels, that would be fantastic. Yeah, he's who you should try to be like. Yeah, 
super humble. He, he'll he tell you himself his car is a piece of junk. Not only that, but like he said in the episode, he will give you mechanical advice. Granted, you know, it's probably not his favorite thing to do is sit around and answer your questions, but he, he'll do it, you know. He, he He's like that. He just wants to help other people become enthusiasts and become in the car scene, you know. That's really how you win in the car scene as a person. Yeah, like... It's not about in a fast car or nothing, you know? It's it's funny you say that, too, because it's like there there's no way you can be like that because if you're sitting here withholding all the information on how to go fast these small tricks, who are you going to race against, man? You're going to be here running, like, way faster than all your buddies because you're sitting here, you know, holding information, whatever. You know, I, I get it. You know, parts make a big difference, but... If you're running bracket and within the same time, and this dude's like hitting that time every single time, it's like, what's the trick? You know, Brian will tell you. He, yeah. He's a cool guy like that, man. He, he'll pass down the knowledge. I, I have a fear too, man. And unless, unless we change a lot whenever we mature farther into our life, but the way it's looking now with as stuck up as people are that are our age, I just see like the next generation of car guys just like having to figure out stuff the hard way because people are so stuck up, man. They're not going to try to help nobody. And it's 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 depressing, man. Yeah, I think there'll be good people out there still. But it just sucks because There's people definitely Brian, like ways to learn like on YouTube. Yeah, but like people's Brian's age, I mean, I'm sure there's a few strays that are kind of still crappy, but like people like Brian, you know, you have even like Brian Tooley, he'll he'll sit and talk cars about you and help you out. Yeah. Same thing with Matt, you know. People their age want to see uh, people in the car scene do good things and it, I, I don't know man i'm just getting on a tangent on people our age i just hate to see people be kind of crappy to each other for sure there's no reason to spread hate how i just like how brian too he's just like he's the junkyard king man like every single one of his cars he'll tell you they're made out of like they're from junkyard parts no doubt brian too no uh brian talking yeah, Brian Kimball. Yeah, because we, we so consider him I don't know about Brian Tui being like that. No, he'd be like... The thing I've seen of his is he'd be like, well, new. Let me get a set of heads. I'm just going to go mill them real quick. Yeah. <laughs> get me a block of steel. But if, if we move into, you know, talking about the car scene and stuff, we can get into MCR tuning episode where Matt, you know, I had him address kind of the local hate he's been dealing with, you know, over the years being in, you know, Glasgow and that area. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if we even mentioned it in the episode. I'm sure context clues can have kind of been, you know, picked up on. But Jordan, of course, is uh, the one of the lead technicians there at MCR Tuning. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, what they say. I really enjoyed the Matt episode, and I, I did enjoy getting into the drama side of things. But, man, I just want to say I was enjoying the first half of the episode way more where we were really picking yeah. picking Matt's brain about where he started, how it was. I, I kind of wish... That's got a really nice story. I'm regretting about, you know, addressing that drama and stuff. I'm sure it got clicks and whatever, but it, it was a lot more fun to talk about the business side of things and, you know, how he tunes and... Matt's just like... like you Oh, said, he could go way more in depth about how he tunes. Yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect, and I, I could even go even more deeper on his uh, how he used Honda and all that. I didn't know he like I under I understood from knowing him that he was in the import scene as far as like driving goes, but I I had no idea he was actually tuning imports like using Honda and all that. Yeah, that's where he first started tuning was on his imports. See, I had no and idea about that. He he worked at another shop in Florida. I c I couldn't tell you the name. 
but he worked in another shop in Florida for a year or two. See, I had no idea. And I just he thought actually he tuned it. up in Louisville too before that. Jeez, I mean that kind of explains his reputation. Now that you say all that, you know he's he's been around. You know Matt's name has been being out there for a minute. Yeah, but I mean everyone knows him as an LS guy because of Ferrari, and you know that's how he blew up. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of import tuning, and he's, still he tunes imports. Still, we tune his buddies' imports. I got a few friends, you know, that have imports. He's looked at their tunes. I mean, would it be a stretch to say if you see a Corvette driving around Bowling Green and it's somewhat modified, Matt has definitely probably had his hands on it, at least half of them? I'd say at one point in time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt is just so well-known in, in this community, especially the being the vet guy. It, it's nice to see, man. It's just like... It's funny because his credibility for our crowd in Glasgow is like nothing. Like, nobody likes him other than, you know, our small group. But... You talk about him in Bowling Green around these vet guys. They're like, dude, he's he's who you you know. And with that vet, oh, that, I mean, even like Louisville, Indy. Yeah, I mean, they all know him. And that guy that uh, we did the valve covers for, it's like even him. He he had his car uh, done wrong by another shop. Takes it to Matt. Matt gets him all straightened out. Like you, probably, that guy is probably over the moon about what Matt did for him, man. Mm, maybe. Just, okay. Hmm. Uh, but it's just nice to see, you know, especially, you know, I hear from you all the time. Cars coming from different shops, uh, you know, getting screwed over. Even lied to with that, that Challenger car that said it had had all this stuff done. Yeah. Uh, pistons and you you, uh, you mic it or you use Go your camera pit. and it's it's like stock heads. <laughs> like stock pistons. Everything, dude. It sucks. Like, I don't know. That'd be a whole thing to get into Matt with is like how many cars on average come in that have either been screwed over or they've lied to the owner which i guess is still kind of screwing them over like i can't imagine yeah there's definitely a percentage there that's like you i let me think i'll probably see i wouldn't doubt if i see one car a month when we're busy like that I could just imagine how livid the customer is, too, especially if it's somebody that's kind of on a budget. Like, they've done spent all their money trying to get their yeah. car modified. The people with money usually, you know, take the L. Yeah. Which sucks, but I guess, you know, they got room in their pockets for that. I just like how Shops Matt... are really bad about not taking accountability, and we try not to be like that. Yeah, that's terrible. It's like no refunds, no returns, and like... Even if you do ask, like, hey, man, did you really put pistons in this car? Because I had a guy scope it, and it don't look like it. Like, they'll, they'll probably just tell you to go screw off or something. Like, they'll just cut you out. I, mean, I couldn't tell you what they do. I never found out what happened. <laughs> that guy should, I mean, that that at least be, I mean, what are you going to lose by saying something? I mean, you ain't going to lose nothing. I mean, they screwed no. you over. That's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, yo, what's, what's up with this, you know? What's I'm sure it wasn't cheap either because I need to tear it apart. Take no, the I know how much he spent. It was he dropped some money, some thowies. Oh yeah, ouch, bro. <laughs> oh my he god, he spent some money over there, man. That's sad. People, are I didn't terrible. even have to pull. No, I just pulled a coal in one plug, and I was like, damn, bro. that's terrible, dude. I swear. I just whenever Matt talked about the people with money, I couldn't believe that Matt said that that. I think it's the guy that uh, you caught the the uh, plug wire that had been melted into, but homie had like his yeah. whole thing like trailered all the way down from I think uh, Indy. Yeah, or his dad Cincinnati. raced NASCAR. I think that's, that's crazy, dude. Like, 
it's funny the gap because there's like no middle ground between Matt's customers. It seems like it's all the dudes who are like ball, big balling, like, and then the guys who are like, "Hey, man, here's my paycheck for this month. Make my car fast." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you definitely had some, you know, higher profile customers. I've always just like envisioned that, like, if I hit the lottery, I'm just gonna bring Matt like a briefcase in my car and be like, I don't want to see it till it's fast. Keep you, the you just better hope Matt don't hit the lottery because MCR probably just closed. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. I know Matt. We'll just be we'll be lost in kitty heaven. We'll be at the pool all day. <laughs> I know. I know that Matt. I don't remember what it was, but Matt just he was having one of those days, and I I texted him, and he's like, Hey, man, if you hear MCR caught on fire, just understand it's an insurance accident. I'm like, okay. I know Matt definitely has his days. That, that well, I'm sure, like you said, he probably closes her all down if if he ever hits a lotto. I don't blame him. Uh, that's stressful being a business owner. People don't think about it, and a tuner at that. Like, man, so many people complain Tuners about tunes. Get so much bullshit, dude. I'm telling you. Whenever I recently heard this story about Matt, he was like, "Yeah, Matt blew up my Camaro or my buddy's Camaro, lifted a head. No, it threw a piston through the head, which I highly do not believe at all. But uh, he said, "Yeah, the tune was too spicy. It had to be the tune." I'm like, dude, I know Matt personally. Matt has told me, I'm I'm sure, I don't even know in confidence or not, but I'm sure he'll tell you, he does not put spicy tunes in car. If you ask for a spicy tune, that just tells him even more not to give you even a hot tune because you are going to go be a fool with it. And that's just the God's honest truth. And maybe being young too, man, like Matt, ain't, Matt knows what you're going to go do. You're going to go blow your car up and talk crap about the business. I don't blame him, man. Like It depends. Like He, get, he tunes some cars hot. Yeah. But, I mean, he knows those people that, well, I guess if it's somebody he don't really care about and he's like, hey, man, go for it, you know. But from what it seems like, Matt, Matt Toon's fairly safe. He ain't out here trying to blow up everybody's cars like everybody thinks he no, is. No, definitely not. He like, is pretty conservative in fuel. And, like, he doesn't go, he goes rich. He doesn't go lean, you know, oh, which yeah. is good. Yeah, people I know. complain about that, but. That's that's the safe option. My car be like <laughs> dripping, dripping exo- like liquid from the exhaust tips, and I'm like, oh yeah, she rich. Don't worry about that. Like he he's not too far from stoic. He's just a little on the rich side. Yeah. But uh, I guess let's change gears all the way, and uh, we'll talk about our Luke Foods <laughs> interview. Man, I love having Luke on. Yeah, Luke's a nice guy to talk to. You know, Luke's like, dude, we'll I back. swear. It's like we could probably talk to him for like three hours. He was ready to just keep talking. He he loves, yeah, he loves being for on. Sure. And uh, seems like he don't want to leave. He's happy. Yeah, yeah. I really like it too, man. Because he's like super local to us. He's also like blowing up. Like it's awesome to see Luke Great to see his success for sure. Yeah, as I'm sure with what he's doing, man, he could probably like cut us, you know, cut off like all his friends and like big time him. But Luke ain't like that, man. Yeah, he good dude. He just did his whole Vegas trip, dude. He ate at like super yeah, I've seen a few restaurants, dude. He was eating at like Gordon Ramsay's kitchen and everything like that. It was crazy, man. I, I really enjoyed doing a food review on there too. That was so much fun. That was fun. I wish I would have knew that you were doing the death stare. Yeah, dude. I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm gonna stare a hole through that camera lens. <laughs> I need to make a clip of that, like, zooming in on me, looking into the camera. Yeah, just, like, like, zooming into your pupil. <laughs> so, you, then you start seeing, like, here in Vietnam. 
it's funny too because like nobody nobody's going to know that reference unless they watch luke also so that's that's a lot of fun yeah i just you gave me a funny idea i should just like slowly zoom in and have like the ear ringing of the vietnam memes and have like luke yeah. talking in the background <laughs> that'd be so good pizza i give a 9.5 9.5 dude that buffalo chicken pizza was, was busting like God. it was busting i've never had one before but like that one it there can't be anything much better than that i, I refuse to believe i definitely have thought about pizza place again yeah you need to if, if matt likes pizza dude y'all should go get it sometime from there it ain't too terribly far away i don't think they're pretty far 30 minutes nah it probably uh 40 minutes from the shop, oh, 45. Dang. Yeah, that is pretty good way. It a good little ways. Yeah, it a good little pizza, though. It is, I recommend. <laughs> uh, I guess we could wrap up the recap uh, with our last episode with uh, old Logan. Logan. Yeah. yeah. That was another kind of uh, last-minute episode that we got in right at the end with the uh, the summer camp stories, man. Like, uh-huh. Camp I'm telling you, my mom went back and listened to that, and she's like, are you serious? Were you going through all that? I was like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was trying to get her to remember how much she paid for it, and she couldn't remember, but I think it was like two or $300. She just said it was expensive, which it was back during like 2000 and like, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that. So I mean, oh, the recession. Yeah. So they, they had to save up to send me that Iraqi torture camp. Iraqi. I'm telling you, dude, like. Yeah, bamboo shoots under your toenails. God. I mean, that one kid, like I said, he got threatened to take his mattress away. Couldn't run. Like, I don't understand. Running is not allowed. You're not allowed to be a kid anymore. You tell me Bottom how you, you tell me how to play kickball without running. <laughs> I, I thought that was the whole point of getting to the base. It's like, you got to walk. As fast as you can. You got to like, walk, bro. Why, you just want me to get out? <laughs> no, you got to walk, dude unfair <laughs> i'd be like kick the ball a little slower it's going too fast <laughs> they'd be like on a boat and someone falls over they're like you're just got to catch up <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i still i gotta pull clips from that one because even like the paddle boat story was so funny dude yeah how that kid was out there by himself just paddling in circles dude that's so depressing homie was alone like i couldn't imagine like we what just why? That was, like, who said that was a good idea? I want to know. <laughs> Apparently the camp directors who also said we couldn't run. <laughs> why would one of them get in there with them? Like, I don't know. I, I did do some research and that camp is indeed still open. <laughs> they might sue us for like defamation or something. Be like, that wasn't no defamation. That actually Sounds happened. like you should sue them. Yeah. <laughs> sue them for trauma. I'm afraid to go to Yeah, a lifelong trauma. I can't play kickball anymore because I just walk. I'm too afraid to run. I hear the screams. I'm too, too scared to run. I start having flashbacks. <laughs> as soon as I hear the ball, I feel the ball roll to me. I immediately think, "Don't run!" You know, it's the sound every kickball makes when it gets kicked. <laughs> yeah, I can just picture it. Whenever I think of the sound of a kickball, I hear it hitting a wall at full force. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I remember. for sure. <laughs> can you imagine getting like hit with one of those balls, dude? You'd probably die. Go through what like balls, the, huh? What balls did y'all play uh, dodgeball with? Oh, that was like, dude. I remember early, 
early uh, elementary school they were foam but like yeah i think seventh or like yeah seventh grade or the end of elementary school they got these brand new ones and they were like super like it was like a hard plastic leather dude you got hit with one of those it left like whelps there is this one kid dude he i swear he had to have like got held back eight times because i swear he hit me and i felt like i got hit with a semi-truck i was always the catcher wasn't good at throwing but i could catch a ball dude I was always, like, resupplying my teammates. Be like, I'd catch, like, five, and then I'd be like, all right, reload. I remember in, it's junior year of high school, maybe senior, me and Brady had gym. We had dodgeball. And this other kid who was, like, ninth grade, he's a freshman, kept trying to fuck with us in basketball, and he got mad. So Brady... Like, fucked with him in basketball, so he started to, like, not like this kid. And me and Brady were on the same team, and, team, and this kid was on the other team. And Brady threw the dodgeball as hard as he could, and it hit this kid square in the face and <laughs> knocked his glasses off. It was hilarious. Dude, he my, got nailed. I won't forget it. Dude, at my school, if you hit them in the face, regardless, accident or not, you got rode up and didn't play dodgeball for, like, a week. It was terrible. They they were like super serious about that. Think, it was just like not encouraged, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine. I was like, definitely pretty good at dodgeball. I loved it. It'd be funny if like back in our parents' day, if you if you hit somebody in the face, they thought of it like an eye for an eye. Then you get like a free face shot on them. That'd be yeah, terrible. Yeah, sit still with your face <laughs> like. That's terrible. Uh, All right, Billy, stand up. <laughs> yeah it's your turn to get hit in the face if you can serve it you can take it that's right <laughs> alright let's throw it to a quick ad and then we'll be right back with our gaming topic welcome back so this is a hot topic for you uh, well, we was going to do some Battlefield yeah. 2042 versus Battlefield 4 I really really wish I could give 2042 a better chance though so you recently revisited 2042, uh, just to come to the surprise that it is still not optimized. No, absolutely not. I, invisible enemies forever to load, which I will say my game is not on ASSD. It's not recommended that it has to be one on the game requirements. I meet the system requirements by a good margin. So are, are you suffering? It's definitely with, optimization. Are you suffering from desync too? I I couldn't really tell. It was really laggy, but it wasn't like desync. It was actual like latency issues and frame rate. Oh, okay, so so system system issues. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, I don't know if I was bottlenecking my CPU or GPU. I didn't check, but either way, it did not run good. I which mean, I know this game is really hard on the CPU very cpu intensive so probably there to the people that will say that you just need to adjust your settings like graphic settings what do you have to say for for that they're at the lowest possible i tried a bunch of settings i tried uh dss nvidia reflex all that you know i've tried all the different settings there i looked up recommended settings from people dang i'm just trying to cover the bases i'm sure it's the first thing people are going to say is Turn down your graphics. Yeah, I, I just can't run it all. Setup is the main problem. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to just kind of fill you in on some stuff that I wanted to hit on, and you can kind of just give me your opinion. Uh, 
first thing I wanted to hit on is uh, what what do you think about 2042 skill-based matchmaking versus Battlefield 4 open lobby servers, which, of course, you know, there's no way there could be skill-based matchmaking because it's open lobby servers. Yeah, you know, from what little 2042 I've played, uh, it doesn't seem really bad. I, I can tell you the... Uh, I did some research. The skill-based matchmaking on 2042 is mild. Uh, it definitely doesn't feel as strong as uh, 2019 or Cold War. I'm fine with a little bit, you know. Uh, what kind of helps it out a lot is uh, there's bots in the lobby, uh, so they can kind of control what the how those bots are doing, you know, while the game's playing. So it makes it seem somewhat more casual. Yeah. Uh, it it does seem kind of crazy. That there are they're able to control skill based matchmaking, such a big player base. But you know, I, that's where I think it feels a lot more uh, mild is because there's so many players, so much diversity. Yeah, the one twenty eight players. Yeah, so the, I do appreciate that because you know, of course, strict skill based matchmaking we've seen in Call of Duty it absolutely punishes you for having a good good match. But I have heard of it happening in 2042. Probably not as regular as it would in Call of Duty, but it, it has I bet happened. I would be in lobbies like that. Yeah, where you just get punished after having a few good games. I wouldn't doubt it. If I uh, could play the little bird like I you know, would be able to with a good setup, I would probably get into pretty... Like, I'd have a high KD if I played vehicles a lot in that game. Would you be okay? Well, you know, of course, being Call of Duty players, we, of course, just are pulling our hair out wishing they would get rid of skill-based matchmaking. But with how Battlefield 2042 is handling it, would you feel the same way about 2042? Or would you almost be like, hey, it's okay because you guys are doing a good job with it? It's fun so far. I definitely am not... I don't think Battlefield is meant to be as competitive, you know? It's definitely a more casual type game. It's definitely got good players. Yeah, I think you run into, like, for example, you know, me and you running in a heli. We're going to run into the enemy heli, and then it kind of does become a skill thing. Because, it definitely you know, does. It's it's you on them, you know, unless there's some guy with a stinger kind of hanging out in the background. But the vehicle gameplay is definitely a lot more competitive. And I think on Battlefield 4, the reason that is is because it's such an old game. A lot of the players are very aware of how the game works, and the best ways the best you know attachments on the vehicle yeah you know with you saying the it, it does it is a lot more skill based whenever you're in vehicles i couldn't agree more you know especially being like an aa player it gets really really hard to like hit you know uh, stealth jets coming in you know attack jets you know as an aa it, it is really hard to hit those stealth jets are you know that that's the one thing about battlefield 4 it's not balanced is the jets um, like if I'm sitting in the back, and if I'm sitting in the back of my spawn with like the AA, it is like I mean, if if, if the team doesn't spawn that spot that jet, I mean he could just mess me up being in the back of spawn with the AA. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think being in a attack jet is so fun, so rewarding. But man, if you get a stealth jet, there is nothing you can do against it, and. A lot of times you get caught out on your own because a lot of people use vehicles just for transport, yeah. like the jets. I was going to say, like, if, if you're playing uh, attack jet, you almost have to have a, a really good squad mate mm -hmm. or teammate in the stealth to back you up. 
And somebody, yeah, I would agree entirely. Somebody like you who's like unstoppable in an air vehicle, it, it's almost like you're dependent on another good fighter jet to be in the air with you so you can kind of do your own yeah, thing. Yeah, I definitely am in an attack jet. I, I rely on the stealth jet. I wouldn't say I could do it without one. Yeah, because I mean, your main target is attack just to kill, you know, stuff on the ground. So if you ground got, units, yeah, if, absolutely. If you got something messing with you in the sky, you know, that's that's not your target. That's not what you're set up for. Like you're just gonna get bodied every time. Not to include, you know, AAs and everything else getting on you. And if they got a decent enemy team, you're getting spotted as soon as you head that way to for the turnaround in yeah, the enemy for base. Sure. I don't and think if there's an AA like uh that spawns on a objective in the map. That is the worst thing to deal with. Yeah, and you know, as an AA dude, it, it's hard. It's hard to hold down that mid being an AA. You got people like trying to take you out. You're just like a target if you're in the AA in the center of the map. That's why they always move to their spawn. Yeah. Well, there's usually typical places they move if you know the map's good enough, which most people do on Battlefield Four. I can take down an AA if I can get behind them without them looking. It's really hard, but I can do it. Dude, AAs have it worse off than any vehicle as far as getting targeted, and it sucks. See, I, I don't know, because AA's whole job is to target air vehicles, and it is so good at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just can't recount how many times I've I've just, like, gotten shot down in the attack choppy, you know, like, being your gunner. It's yeah. like, we gotta take care of this AA. Load up the buggy with some C4. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah, it ready. is personal, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could see more of that on the new Battlefield. I definitely don't think the AA is a strong from what I've seen. It still seems pretty powerful, but it seems like you got a better chance of getting away now, which I like because before it was very hard to get away from. Yeah, well... Especially with the passive radar or the the ones that you can just shoot and not pay attention to. They track on their own. And yeah. That's you don't got to lock on. You just shoot them. Like, that's OP. I've noticed, which I don't, I've played 2042 in ages, but you know, I, I go off my coworker, he plays the game constantly, uh, but the, apparently they're starting to implement like Call of Duty perks with, uh, with their, with their specialists. Like he was telling me how the sniper has kind of like a six cent style perk where, you know, whenever someone's coming close to you, your radar will flash. So it, it's kind of weird to see Battlefield pool aspects from Call of Duty. I'm not sure that I like it so much, you know. Yeah, I've never been big on the way they took the game in that sense with the ground play. I really like the setup they had on Battlefield 5, 1, 4, 3, you know. It just seems like 2042 can't get it right because they have specialists, then they remove them, they have maps, and then they change the whole map design. It's like they, they just can't get it right. They do one step forward, and then they have to do like two steps back to get it like where people will enjoy it. I think, and I think the reason that is is because they kind of, it seems like they have rushed this game. It's like they're at a losing battle with the community because they, they'll do something and then it'll be horrible. And at least they do listen to feedback. I can respect that. But it's like, my God, they can't get it right the first time ever. It don't seem like. That's kind of been Battlefield's thing too, though, if you think about it. Yeah, I just... I wouldn't say Battlefield 1 had a bad launch or Battlefield 5, but Battlefield 4, I, I don't know for sure on Battlefield 3. But a lot of the older Battlefields had bad launches, I know. I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it just might be me speaking too early, but I just don't see 2042 having the replayability as Battlefield 4. Because, I mean, me and you can jump on 4 to this day and, like, have a time of our lives. Full server. Yeah, that too. Like, there's just, like, there's so much people playing this, playing that game, and it just speaks for itself. Like, 
that game is is so well well regarded that people are still playing it to this day. No telling how old Battlefield Four is now. People probably still buy it. I mean, it's a great game. It is, and graphics are honestly not even that bad for how like that twenty thirteen. So I mean, that's all. That's a ten year old game, you know. Yeah, they that that just goes to show how well of a game it turned out to be. You know, we're here. You know, almost ten years later, still playing the same game. Like it's incredible. Yeah, I've been playing it. God, I, since it's on the three sixty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the 360 and the. Yeah, one. I think I played it on the 360 originally. I, I did too. <laughs> like that game's awesome. I man. played so much. So uh, I wanted to hit on gun balance. Do you think that, which you know, you you can't really attest much to the guns on 2042, but like, well, I can a little bit, at least from the start of the game. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, gun balance was a big issue in Battlefield 4. You know, I think Sega, the Sega is still, like, the, the plague of, of Locker to this day. Like, people still rocking that Sega, just like the Broccoli on Call of Duty. Uh, all the shotguns are really good at post on Battlefield 4, but I wouldn't say they're broken. Yeah. I think Battlefield 2042 is going through that stage where they release a gun and it's op and they got to dial it back it's kind of like what call of duty does they release it it gets overused they nerf it and then it's not even worth using (laughs) well i just know when 2042 started the weapon balancing was ass especially the shots and the accuracy on assault rifles smgs actually outperformed them at range it was so it was stupid man i know i'd be aiming right on them and my bullets were just not hitting yeah, I think that was a big complaint with a lot of people is, like, hit registry. Like, it's terrible. But I think that is one of the things that they fixed pretty early on. But still, like, it, it, it just blows my mind how that issue got through the cracks of all this testing. Yeah, like, that is, like, anyone should notice that while playing the game. It's like they didn't demo the game first. It's, <laughs> whoever whoever chained this game out before it released, let me take that position. I think it just goes to show that uh, you you just get punished now for pre-ordering. Like used to, pre-ordering was like a big deal. Yeah, like, I'm done. You got in-game content, you got like bragging rights, but now it's like you pre-order, you got to go through those growth stages. You do. You. It's honestly a shame. Like you should not release a game in that kind of state. It just puts a bad taste in game, like you know, the gamer's mouth because it's like there's some people that you won't know, you revisit. You see that with it. so many games, it just really ruins like some people's like whole. Yeah, you spend sixty bucks on a game. That's a lot of money, really. Yeah, you know, you look at a game like you know an indie game, for example, like Seven Days. They're still an alpha, and that game's extremely put together. You know, same thing with Ark. It was in it was in uh, early access forever, and it was still super polished, super well done. It was probably overstayed its welcome in you know pre access, obviously. Yeah. But e- even like I jumped on Ark super quick. Like I jumped on Ark early in development, and even then, man, it was like I'm like I don't see any issues like other than content. You know, of course they added dinos later on, but uh, this like for a game to come out so broken, it just blows my mind, dude. Yeah, and then you see like little indie games like Deep Rock Galactic or whatever, and they run so flawlessly. It's just like, man, these AAA studios are just allowed to get away with whatever they want because they've been in the top position so long. You know, yeah. if they got if they had consequences for actually putting out bad content, we we would see such a change. You know, but they don't. They can do whatever they want. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And like like you said, they're charging top dollar for their game. You got a game like Deep Rock, you know, it's like fifteen dollars, you know. And even yeah. on the Game Pass at that. And Battlebit remastered, I mean that it plays better than twenty forty two and honestly it's probably more fun than it. <laughs> you know, I kind of had I, I kind of wanted my coworker to call in, but it was so last minute I just decided not to. He he will die on the hill of twenty forty two is is like it's amazing now like it plays flawlessly. it looks like a fun game like when i see gameplay it looks so fun i really enjoyed the beta man yeah i did too and and the beta like it seemed like the beta was 10 times more polished than what they released you know day one i don't know if it's because there is less stuff to download and it's just easier on me to run. i don't know what it is but it ran better it didn't run good but it i could get 60 fps on medium settings so, do you think that Battlefield is trying to take more notes from Call of Duty, or do you think they're just trying to do their own, like, fully own thing here? With I would hope they're not taking notes from Call of Duty, because that's never really been their competitor. I'm not a know? big fan of them doing the whole, like, Battle Pass supply drop crap, but, you know... They've now, been doing that, though, Battlefield 5. Nowadays, it's and just one. like, every game has it. it. It's hard to not want it, you know? It's a money grab. Yeah. You know, that's the number one thing they're looking at, is numbers sales you know they kind of trick the consumer by saying yeah but all the dlc maps are free but at the same time give us your money but you for get tiers. the shittiest battle pass yeah it's literally every tier is dog shit on half of them <laughs> like, oh here's a skin that looks like ass and you won't use yeah and it's like a month later they're just gonna they're gonna give you another skin for the same thing and it's like what am i gonna do with the other skin i paid money for oh you're not gonna yeah. use it because there's a cooler one out now like it's it's a it's the hugest money grab in gaming history is this whole like supply drop and uh tier system and it, it's not going away it's here to stay man it ain't going nowhere anytime soon i say we got well, excuse me i'd say we got probably three to five more years of seeing battle passes i wouldn't even doubt that oh for sure no doubt i would almost say it's here to stay kind of like i'm i'm already done with them you know like yeah i'd rather just see good content put out every few months of the game's life okay here's where i stand with it i'm not a hundred percent against it i think it's a good system because for people like you who like especially with the older call of duties where you become so attached that like you literally run out of stuff to do you have all the masteries it gives you something to do you know those challenges those tiers but the aspect that i don't like is that you can pay money to skip tiers and you have to pay money yeah. to get the premium stuff i hate that yeah it's Especially with half of the content being on it being just pointless content, really, like weapon charms and over the top, like camos and tracers. Like, I just I have never been about it. So, I will say so, the thing that I do like about the premium side of the battle pass is after you've bought it once. If you get all the way through the battle pass, or at least a good majority, you will accrue the enough in-game currency to buy it again without having to spend your own money. So you, if you really dedicate, you only really have to pay money for it once, but you shouldn't have to pay money for it, period. There should be some way to earn that in-game currency so you do not have to waste your money. You know, it just uh, sucks. My favorite games growing up were games where, like, Bad Company 2. They had DLC that you had to buy for maps and, like, a Vietnam playlist. So, I mean, completely different game at that point. It literally was a completely different game. At that, but, too? You know, speaking on how good the, the DLC content was back in the day, dude, look at, like, Battlefield 4. You got the guns. You got the, the Deagle as part of a DLC pack. Yeah. You know, all these different guns. You got so much cool stuff for a DLC. Yeah, good content. Yeah. 
you new know, vehicles. I don't know, man. I I would honestly rather them go back to the style of buying the DLC packs and in trade off give us the premium stuff for free. Like that that's that's the trade off. You buy the DLC and you don't have to worry about paying money for a battle pass. Or you buy Battlefield Premium so you get the DLC for free. Dude, that was Battlefield's best move ever. It's like you yeah, buy premium and you it. get everything. And it's so it's like the season pass. Like basically It is. It's so good. It's like Call of Duty season pass. It's like if you're dedicated to that game, you'll save money in the long run with that if you were gonna buy all the DLC anyways. Yeah. I do like that about uh what I do like about Battlefield is and what Call of Duty didn't have is the whole XP boost. Well, Call of Duty had it, but later on, Call it Battlefield. Man, I love that about it. That was so good. There's nothing better than open up a supply drop and getting like 200 XP. 200. Boost. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like over that baby on. I'm grinding tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get this hour. Let's roll through it. So I, I do wish you play. I do wish you could have a better consensus on 2042 because I think we can. Uh, Maybe do a follow-up episode when I get my new PC built. Yeah, I, I'm not going to dog 2042. I've played it solo a few times, which, you know, typically I play stuff with Jordan and him not having 2042, you know, I didn't really hit it really hard. But I, I think I have roughly like 60 hours in it, so I've done some time. That game is a lot of fun, uh, especially the whole swipping, switching out attachments mid-game. That's a game changer, oh, yeah, like, for big sure. time. But... Changing classes in the middle of a game is something Call of Duty needed to do for so long. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, I still really dislike uh, 2042's maps. I really do. There's way too much open fields, and I get it. You're not supposed to be running through those. You're supposed to be traversing in vehicles. But more times than not, you will have to roll out as infantry through those open fields to get to the new next objective. And that's whenever you get yeah. picked off. There's nothing worse than being like... Nine, ten kills deep on a kill streak, just for some kid to be hiding up on an antenna and pick you off. Like, there's nothing. I mean, that's always been Battlefield, though, hasn't it? Always the snipers. <laughs> don't talk to me about their shots. Don't talk to me about snipe zone. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, that is the worst map. I guess I shouldn't really be talking too much crap because one of my favorite Battlefield Four maps is literally an open field, Golmun Railway. <laughs> yeah but i don't mind the open maps i think it uh i think vehicle balance has a lot to do with it and i think 2042 seems like it has less balance in the vehicles the little bird seems like it should be way more powerful and the cannons always seem so bad on it to me yeah i will say unless it has has been updated since we've played man it was pathetic it was like we were shooting jelly beans and stuff and not only that but as we were attacking stuff with our terrible cannons, all we were doing was revealing ourselves. It was like a lose yeah. lose. The one, the one thing I did like about uh, flying in Battlefield twenty forty two more is stingers. You can dodge them now if you see them coming. You can dodge them without flares. Man, I needed that so bad, dude. You don't got to pop your flares. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I remember playing, I'd have like four people locking onto me and I'd dodge all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, being the repair guy, I was sitting there hearing all the beeps. I'm like, it's a constant beep until <laughs> until we die. <laughs> That's pretty much how it is being in the heli with me. We in deep. I just wonder how the how the dogfighting is on 2042 because it, it's... Yeah, I'm so interested in jets because that is my favorite thing in 4. 
I will say it's like with 2042, they introduced, of course, the VTOL, the, you know, gigantic airship. But it seems like such a vital thing for like using infantry and dogfighting. But like every time I would see a VTOL in the air, it was literally just being used as a taxi. Like, yeah, that's like literally all people use it for. It's like all they use. I mean, it's nice because, I mean, you could pretty much parachute wherever you wanted to, especially if you had the wingsuit, which I never used. It's like the transport chopper on Battlefield 4. Pretty that much. That thing eats. But it just seems like the VTOL would be such like a tank in the sky, but that just, it never seems to be getting used that way. Say, and I guess it is a good transparency with the tra uh, transport helis because it, it goes the same way, dude. I swear. I just have fond memories of... Uh, I, Z Zamond one eleven or whatever. The oh, uh, Zavon. Yeah, three eleven. I've got like Vietnam flashbacks of like we'd have a whole choppy full of people. There'd be two different yeah. people on the guns, and then two guys repairing. Dude, we would go in deep with that thing. They, our <laughs> transport heli, dude. It was doing better than the little bird because we had a good That's pilot. That's a swagging and a good team. wagon. That is, dude. If you got a good squad, a good team up in there, y'all are like y'all got it. Unless somebody's got a good RPG. A good uh, attack choppy and scout could definitely deal with it. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of sucks to see the VTOL getting kind of slept on there. Uh, I will dude, say the VTOL that looks fun. The VTOL is like, dude, it's such target. Because if you hit it and it's full of people, you're getting like a six man. Yeah. <laughs> That's always what I would do. I'd see enemy VTOL and I'd be like, I don't care what happens. I'm taking that thing down. <laughs> For sure. I remember targeting it when I played 2042. It's like you were always gonna. They were forced to be reckoned with too, man. Though they, they are definitely better than the transport chopper. Yeah, they they could take some hits. They really were a tank. They were slow, but they were a tank. Take a few RPGs. It's like damn. There are ain't doing that on Battlefield Four. Oh no, there ain't no way. And you I can take one RPG if you're lucky with where it hits. That's it. It's funny too because thinking back to the Battlefield 2042 maps I've played in the sky, it seems like there's like hardly no cover. But you look at a game like Battlefield 4, and they really cater to the to the dogfights because there's so much air cover. You know, you have Siege of Shanghai, you got all those buildings plus the big one, uh, Zamond, which I was just talking about. There's two big buildings that you can really you know utilize to your to Iron your advantage. Baker. Yeah, it's just like rogue transmission. Every every map caters to that aerial cover but like 2042 i just think like there's an ice map i mean you've got some icebergs but it's like it's i don't that one's pretty open in there too to be honest yeah especially over like the lake there ain't nothing for you to hide behind and the map with the big boat in the center that's that's your yeah. only cover is that big boat and like it's just so easy to get i around. remember playing heli on that map man i kept getting stingered i think the community uh, in general really dislikes that map and like i think they even like revamped it but there's still a pretty good dislike for that map you know it's i wouldn't doubt it i played it a few times and i was not a fan it's like if your team holds that whole boat, like you're just screwed trying to run it. It's like D Day trying to get inside the boat. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we shouldn't let the trailers fool us so much. No, they look nice, but. Oh, man. Whenever maybe I saw we should that, wait for that gameplay more. When I saw that C4 Jeep like crashing into that heli to blow up, that was like the most epic yeah. thing in a trailer I think I've ever seen. That is Battlefield. If they would have also included like somebody doing the whole thing where you could launch a jeep into the air, that would have been. Oh big. yeah, that is my favorite thing on Battlefield. <laughs> I think is just boats flying in the air. Oh my god, yeah. Like if your team's getting dominated and there's nothing you could do, I mean that's just the best thing goofing off on that game. 
for sure. There's like you don't even gotta play the objective that fun on Battlefield Four. No, like it, and it might be possible in twenty forty two. If it is, I, I I haven't tried it, but uh, man, that that was a lot of fun. I you know one thing I'd kind of. I don't know that I like so much is being able to spawn in vehicles on you because a lot of people just spawn them in on buildings and it's like, what in the world? Like, why Why is this Yeah, possible? it seems fun. But then the fact that I remember on the beta, you spawn in the AA on the building, I always... Oh my God. Yeah. That God, is cursed. That was OP. Like, he could see everything. Like, you the, could shoot him out of The helis would always try to come get me because I kept beating them in dogfights. And now you got me and AA on them. It's like, there's no way they're winning. It's like tower defense having an AA up there. Yeah. <laughs> VTOL's getting shot down. I mean, everything just died. Yeah, I'm excited to go 2042. Uh, a fair chance whenever you get your build. I, I don't think it's a lost cause, necessarily. But I don't think I'm going to enjoy it as much as uh, Battlefield 4, dude. It's just, you can't. It's gonna Honestly, be hard I'm to excited to just play something as basic as Minecraft on a new build for oh Battlefield God. 4. <laughs> yeah. Definitely want to see a Battlefield 4, because I plan on running 1440p, so I would like to see Battlefield 4. and I could probably run 4K on Battlefield 4. That would be very nice, yeah. Battlefield 4 just looks so good, man. It's so realistic it does. for its That time. campaign mission where you're uh, on the aircraft carrier and you go up in the jet, I, I would like to play that in 4K. I've never played Battlefield 4's campaign, actually. Man, it's really good. You should play it. Yeah. But with that being said, guys, uh, I guess we'll close this one out, throw it to an outro. Uh, Jordan, you got anything stay for Stay classy, me? folks. Huh, stay classy. We'll see y'all later. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Be sure to have notifications on for next week's podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. With all these car events going on, you know we're going to have that bracket or that showcase of some sort. Be looking out for your car if you were there at the event. You're not going to want to miss it. We have an awesome, awesome format where we bracket cars against each other within the event. It's really awesome. We love doing those episodes. With that being said, guys, we will catch you in the next one.